Robert Gerrish here, founder of Flying Solo. This episode is supported by Flying Solo's premium membership. Stacks of low-cost tools and promotional benefits to help your business thrive. More details on the website. Now, on with the show. I'm delighted to be speaking again with Jill Brennan. Hello, Jill. Hi, Robert. Great to be with you again. Well, that's good. So how is the world of marketing? The world of marketing is good. It's always changing, as you know. So there's always uh, lots of things to to get my head around mm-hmm. and to help others get their heads around. Yeah, well, look, it is. It's a, it's a it's a complex. Um, well, it's you know, I guess it's a complex industry, but it's it's one that um, certainly for those poor people listening who maybe are not kind of comfortable with marketing, it, it can be daunting. But you know, I love the way that. Uh, you simplify things so much in in the work that you do. I've been watching some of your videos that you've been creating. They're pretty damn good. So I'd actually like to um, pull one of those apart with you, if that's all right. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. So I watched a video that you uh, produced very recently, or quite recently, I think, that uh, was on the, on the lines of uh, referrals not being the holy grail. Now, that really piqued my interest because um, I've always thought referrals are just the best thing ever. But... I really like the way that uh, you've you've uh, kind of approached this topic. So tell us why why do you think referrals are not the kind of be all and end all? I think referrals are fantastic, and I'm certainly not saying they're not great. But I think they're often seen as the approach, as if um, everything you you do should be aimed at getting more referrals, and somehow getting more referrals means that you're better at what you do Hmm. and you know and that can be true for sure but does that mean if you don't get a lot of referrals that you're bad at what you do and and often it doesn't no that's a a good point and it's true what you say you know I think uh, you know and I'm guilty of saying this myself in the past that that um, I've sort of said that well if you've got your kind of referral engine going in many businesses you don't need to worry about anything else but you know that that's a little bit misleading I suppose because as you sort of touched on in your video, developing a referral engine is is not an, an easy thing anyway. And what you do what you do through your your video, and perhaps we'll go on to some of those sort of points that you raise there, is that you're saying, well, yes, it's great, but you know there are other things we need to think about. So where should where should we start? Mm. Well, I, I guess one of the other points just to to think about is that. If you look at most fast-growing companies or most companies that have grown, you know, beyond their initial sort of launch, they haven't often done it through referrals. Mm-hmm. They, they've had a variety of, of tactics. Um, so I think that, you know, the first point is that referrals are basically passive and that can make you a bit lazy. Mm-hmm. Um because, you know, there's a few things you can do to encourage more referrals for sure, but really you're just waiting for things to come to you. Yep. Uh, and I don't think that's a great approach. Mm. Um, no, I'd look, I, I've got to agree with that is, is, um, is in most cases I think a lot of small businesses absolutely just kind of wait for the phone to ring. Um, and that's not a strategy, is it? That, that's a, it's a nice thing when it happens, but it's not – it's not really a plan. So let's let's take that on board that, yes, referrals are somewhat passive. So where does that kind of lead us to next? Well, the, the next thing is that they're 
unpredictable. So you could get five referrals uh, one week and then you don't see another referral for three months. And, you know, if you've got bills to pay, you've got commitments, um, that's really, you know, that leaves you kind of just <laughs> hoping mm. that another email is going to come in. And, you know, often the more that you hope, uh, the less that, that actually come in. It sort of works, you know, opposite to what you'd like. So it's that it's that unpredictable nature that sort of just – and in being passive, it, it just sort of puts you in the – not necessarily victim chair, but it, it's it's just not a great strategy. It's It's very – yeah, I get, I hear that, and again, it's I suppose what you're, what we would, you know, you're a marketing person. I've I've been in sort of in and around the world of marketing a, a lot of my career as well, and it's marketing is not something that you sit around and kind of wait for it to happen. That's just that's like that's completely not what marketing is, is it? Marketing by by sort of definition is is you taking something to market, It's you pushing something or promoting something. Whereas what you're saying is well, the problem with the referrals, as lovely as they are, is there's you're not doing anything. You're pacing up and down, and and as you say, they're not. There is no kind of consistency. It can be a bit misleading, as you as you rightly point out, that you might get great referrals one week, and then everything goes quiet for a, a period of time. So, look, I, I I like I like where you're going with this. I, I think what you're you know I like that as you said at the beginning, this is not we're not saying that referrals aren't good. We do love them, but we need to be doing more. So, what else do we need to be thinking about at this juncture? Um, well, the other thing is that referrals can take some time to manifest. So you could do great work um, next week, but you don't actually see a referral from that, if any, uh, maybe for a year. Uh, and so there's that lag and, um, you know, that's, again, tied up with it being passive and um, being difficult to predict is that, um, you know, that the cycle is, is very different. And, you know, the thing is that the people doing referrals to you are not your salespeople. <laughs> they're mm. not out there thinking, how can I refer, you know, more business to Robert? Mm. They're out there living their life and yeah. if an opportunity comes up to help someone, sure, you know, and if you can remember who, who was that person, you know, they did this, it was really great. And, you know, you, you're actually, <laughs> you're depending on, uh, a lot of sort of happenstance mm. for things to line up like like you you want them to. Yeah. Do you, in your experience, have you you know I, I, from time to time I will uh, I meet people who uh, instigate some kind of referral program. You know where there's a little bit of money changes hands or some other kind of benefit. I've always been pretty skeptical about the success of those for a lot of very very small businesses you know particularly businesses in kind of professional services i worry when people have referral programs like that what's been your experience have you do you look at many and go okay well they've made that work really well or what, what's your thought um i think it can work well when there's a a synergy but i think as soon as money changes hands or it's seen as some sort of um kickback to the person doing the referral mm. then it starts to feel a bit icky yeah and which is silly really because you know people are only rec hopefully only recommending services that they like and trust um so why why shouldn't there be some sort of reward for that mm. but i think it, it can 
you know, it, it just depends how you do it. I think if you, you team up with someone that that you have some sort of synergy with and then, you know, for example, if you're a website designer and you team up with a copywriter mm. that, that you have a, a, a clear synergy with, I think that can be quite nice. Yeah. That work really well. Yeah, um, look, I agree with that. And I think, I think you know, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I think it, it can get uh, very icky and a bit messy. Whereas, as you rightly say, if there's the right synergy there between website designer and a writer, as you said, or maybe a bookkeeper and an accountant, then basically everybody wins. There doesn't need to be um, a, any kind of formal financial agreement. It's simply that you help each other. And it, uh, it, you know, in the instance that you use with a web designer and a copywriter, you know, in the same way that a copywriter will would certainly need. Uh, sorry, a web designer would need writers for a lot of their projects. Similarly, a lot of writers need someone to help with the design and strategy for a lot of their projects. So, you know, it definitely flows both ways. So that's the ideal kind of relationship, isn't it? Mm, that's right. Mm. Yeah, I think when it's it's mutually beneficial. And as I said, because you need, as, as a web designer, you need a copywriter, you get to check out uh, lots of different services so you you get that first-hand experience so I think that counts for a lot as well mm. uh, rather than just saying oh I've heard of some copywriter so you know it can feel a lot more genuine then but, but then that kind of limits I suppose the number of referrals that you might do yeah okay yeah yeah fair point so look so we're looking just to recap at you know just really understanding why referrals are good but they're not necessarily everything we've looked at uh, how they can be somewhat passive how they're unpredictable, uh, they can take time, there's always a bit of a lag. What, what else are you thinking? Well, I think the, the really main um, point is that they're warm leads. So when people come to you, um, for, you know, from, as part of a referral, you're already trusting where they come from. And, mm. and so most people go, well, that's fantastic. <laughs> they're already primed for what I want. And that's true, they are. But then what it means is that, you as a as a business owner don't get to you don't see or you don't get to understand how do you take someone who's never heard of you and make them a warm lead so how do you actually initiate that first step and so if all the leads that are coming to you are warm you're not really having to sell very much and you're also not getting exposure or you're not perhaps getting understanding around any kind of problems with your website. So, I mean, I, I know I've referred people to uh, different businesses and I'll say, look, they're really good. Their website's crap. <laughs> Their website's not great, right. but they do good work. Mm. Or, look, they don't explain what they do very well, but they're actually really good. So yeah, that's, that's, I think that's the problem for that business. Yeah, that's so – you know, what I love about your approach to this is, is here we are discussing why – warm leads may not be so good you know which is is like is is interesting because you know we're always thought to people warm leads are great warm leads are great but they are but what you're saying is well but there's some learning that the business is missing and as you say there in in that sort of scenario that hypothetical scenario you had there can be some discussion going on that the business owner doesn't even know about so that is a, it, it, you know, that's a, that's a great point. Is that, um, is that, yeah, they, 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 the, sorry, I'm trying to get my words out right. You know, the incidence of of uh, converting a referral to business is often very high, 
but we need i mean are there ways that we can kind of retro understand a little bit more from a warm lead should we be in those instances be pushing a little more to understand how the process has worked or is that a bit futile well i think you can you you could certainly have a discussion um it's it's going to be a different sort of discussion though because because people are primed and, and they're looking to re, you know for reasons why they're going to believe the, the referral. They're not looking for reasons not to engage. So it's just a, it's just quite a different mindset. Um, you know they, they've sort of found a potential solution, so they're they're wanting it to work um, versus I, I'm busy mm-hmm. and oh, you've got this product. Um, you know, am I really interested in it? So it is just that different mindset. But um I mean you can certainly you can certainly take the feedback and then and then you know maybe ask the question what what would help you you know to refer my business or yeah I think you'd actually yeah. you'd have to be having some conversations and certainly that that's a great thing to do. Anything that can help you better understand your audience is mm. is a good step. It's worth doing, yeah, okay. Interesting. So if you've got then let's let's kind of put this all in in a, in a situation that might happen with you as a marketing specialist if somebody comes to you and is saying you know yes word of mouth is going really well for me do you then sort of say right well let's here are some of the reasons I mean, it's great that they're going well for you but here's some things you know you've listed them already with us now here are four things that you need to just be aware of that are not so great about referrals so do you sort of take someone and, and say right let's park the whole referral thing over one side and now let's look at what other marketing you need to do to grow your business is that is that typically the sort of approach that you take Absolutely, yeah. So I would start by reviewing, you know, the current leads and sales and see how many have come from passive referrals and see if, you know, there's some kind of pattern. So perhaps, um, you know, you are a bookkeeper and you're getting most of your referrals from two key accountants. Maybe there's something that you can do there. Um, perhaps there's some information that you could provide them that would make it even easier for a referral. So, you know, that's certainly a good starting point. Um, then I, I would look at, well, how can we ramp it up? How can we, you know, what are the attributes of those accountants in that example that could apply to others? You know, yeah. is it just that the owner knows you or is there something else that we can dig into? Maybe their client base actually suits the type of bookkeeping that you do. Yeah, that's a great point. So what you're saying there is that if in that instance um, there are a couple of accountants that are, um, responsible for a lot of the referrals then maybe the challenge for that business is well we need to find more accountants like that so mm-hmm. let's understand exactly who they are and why they refer and let's go out and replicate them because going right back to what you said at the beginning is a lot of businesses you know larger businesses and businesses that really go for growth they may not use referrals um, as a key part of their marketing but I suppose what they what we hope they have done is it use uh, at least um, really looked at the referral kind of uh, behavior around them and understood it? Because it's then when you understand why people talk about you, why people refer you, often hidden within there are some of the key propositions uh, that you might then use in wider marketing. Would that be right? Yes, absolutely. Mm. And I think you know that that would probably be my my next step is that focusing on your audience and, and who you can best help. So, 
you know, that's something that people think they sort of know but but often can't really define. So it's really being able to, to be very clear about it and then once you know, you know, who you can help, um, you can then dig into, well, what are they really concerned about, not just the sort of surface level problems, but what are they actually really struggling with? And then you can make create marketing material that addresses that. And so you're just creating that that bigger connection and then being more um, appealing to people that haven't heard of you. And then, you know, they'll take the time to get to know you. Mm. No, great point. Okay, so again, it's using what's happened through referral to really understand who are these people that are finding their way to me and why, mm-hmm. and you know, and understanding them. Look, I think there's a there's a great point. I, I like that you've you know I got well, I would say that you you know you've had the courage to kind of stand up where a lot of people don't and say, well, hang on a minute, referrals are good, but they're not everything. Um, I think that's a really good point, and I know if if people want to see more of the sort of videos that you're doing, you're publishing them on your website. Is that right? Um, mostly on YouTube at the moment. Oh, okay, but... okay, all right. So, but we can find them um, going via your website, which is harbren dot com. H a r b r e n dot com. All right, brilliant. Well, look, Jill, thanks so much for coming back. Definitely some food for thought. Um, and it's certainly going to change the way a little bit that I have to think about my own referral. So thank you again for joining us and sharing your time with Flying Solo. Thanks so much for having me. It's been great. Thank you. So this episode was supported by Flying Solo's premium membership, stacks of low-cost tools and promotional benefits to help your business thrive. More details on the website. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au. 